0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to direct to You. Thank you for Direct for inviting us to speak today. My name is Jenny Lewis, and today is part two of our discussion on fixed ops advertising. Today, we're gonna to be discussing how to leverage data and new media channels with Joe Mesher of dealer.com. Joe, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Jenny.
0: All right, Joe, let's start with data. How can a dealership use a customer's data to help with their service advertising?
1: Oh, that's a great question. There are a lot of ways that dealers can use data, and essentially, what we're providing is the ability to more effectively target uh, customers who are in the market for service, in particular. You know, we're we're using these audiences not to, uh, you know, share new vehicle or used vehicle advertisements. We're able to segment the people who are looking for, you know, a new set of tires. Um, they're looking for an oil change, engine repair, all the way down the line. And so, what we do is we access first-party data uh, as opposed to third-party data in order to um, you know a- a- apply those audiences, if you will, to channels like search remarketing, social channels, uh, as well as display, which are all very important and should work kind of in an interconnected way. Um, and so i'm guessing you know you may have picked up there's a difference between the types of data that we use that first party versus third party Mm
0: -hmm. what's the difference between those
1: sure thanks so you know third party data is um you know on on let's say sites that you know you don't own or have a relationship with so you know if you go to a, a third party website they may try to put a cookie into your browser and track you that way. It's just one way of identifying you as a shopper. Well, thanks to the way that the internet is changing, uh, cookies are, are becoming a thing in the past. And so those who are able to provide you know, the, the largest uh, audiences are the people who are collecting data directly from, let's say, websites and properties that they own. So what we're talking about in terms of data and audiences What I mean by that is, you know, if someone is researching uh, a service that they want to have done to their vehicle. So it could be engine repair, oil change again, all the way down the line. Maybe they go to Kelly Blue Book and they're researching, you know, what's a a good price for that type of service? Where would I go? Um, We're able to take that information about that individual and their shopping behavior, identify them as a service customer, and then serve them an advertisement that's relevant, uh, not only to the fact that they're looking for service, but what type of service they want. You know, Are they looking for uh, a changeover of their tires because we have finally seen a bit of a thaw up here in Vermont and the snow is melting. Uh, I know you're in Texas, but uh, humor me on that one. Or if they're looking to you know get an oil change, just as an example. So there are, are differences in the audiences you can access. And we're fortunate to be able to um, provide dealers, you know, uh, really excellent first party data to strengthen uh, and enhance the performance of their service campaigns.
0: So you mentioned first party and you mentioned third party data. What how is each of those data is used differently for each of the media channels?
1: Great question. So, you know, we use data uh differently depending on the channel. So I mentioned search and remarketing and and social channels and display. Just to give you an example, when it comes to your paid search campaigns, uh, we're able to leverage that first party data and we're able to use uh, a lot of different methods like uh, remarketing lists for search ads. And I know that sounds maybe a little nerdy or wonky, but what it means is if you perform a search on a search engine and, you know, it, uh, It is related to service. Uh, We will capture that information and be able to say, serve your dealer's advertisement up to that individual uh, by maybe bidding more aggressively the next time, just because we've captured that initial interest they expressed on a search engine for, uh, you know, maybe scheduling an appointment or doing some research about a service. When it comes to things like remarketing, that's where we really see kind of the full thrust of all of these first-party audiences that, um, you know, we, we have access to. So remarketing, you know, those are the ads that follow you around the web after you visited a, a website or, or looked at a product, for example. What a lot of people don't realize is, sure, we can send an advertisement to uh, a shopper who's been to your dealer website and researched uh, uh, information on the service page. However, we're also able to remarket to folks who have never been to your website. So if those are people again, who, you know, maybe they're researching on the web or they go to again, Kelly blue book or auto trader, uh, just as one example, we're able to capture that interest far upstream, identify the person and put them into that audience. And then we're able to serve them advertisements, uh, for, you know, the specific service that they're interested in with your dealership branding and your compelling message that could be uh, remarketing to someone who is just searching the, the web in general on a browser. It could be, um, you know, someone who's on a social channel, maybe Facebook or Instagram. We're also able to serve those remarketing ads. And that can be, you know, anything from, uh, you know, a, a display ad to a video ad. Just as an example. So there are so many ways that we can leverage these audiences really aggressively, again, across remarketing, Facebook, uh, social and display in ways that are so complementary and interactive with search. So you don't want to think of these as just living in silos. They all work together to strengthen the overall performance of your uh, service campaigns.
0: Right. And it's also about making sure that a, a customer who's interested in a vehicle to buy is not getting served a service lead as well.
1: You know, you bring up a really good point. We don't want to just kind of use the spray and pray method. We want to make sure that the message that we're sharing with somebody is is compelling. You know, what is your your differentiator in terms of uh, service, in particular? You know, now that we understand that this person is not in the market for a vehicle, at least not yet, because they haven't set the appointment with your service advisor, who is going to you know make that uh, upsell recommendation, perhaps but um they're in the market for service well great we're going to help your advertising dollars go much further because we're serving them the most relevant ad on the most relevant channel so you know right ad right message right time um and we have the numbers to back up these efficiencies so you know just as one example when we look at what is the cost let's say to get someone to fill out a form or call your dealership to schedule that appointment uh, when it comes to channels like remarketing, we've seen the average cost per action drop uh, 60% on average. So you could be higher or lower than that, depending on you know, how dialed in your, your campaigns are and, of course, some other factors like your local market. But that's an amazing uh, uh, difference when, uh, when you think about it, 60% more um, uh, more effective. Uh, by lowering uh, uh, your average cost. I mean, that's that's kind of like uh, GameStop territory if we if we think right. about it that way.
0: So here's a question for you, Joe. We know over the past couple of years that digital marketers have really gained, gained a new appreciation for diversifying the channels that they advertise in. So does right. a good advertising strategy look like to you?
1: Yeah, this is an important point. I'm glad that you brought it up. So first and foremost, I'll kind of put my general uh, disclaimer out there. Make sure that whatever you're advertising, it has to be compelling. It has to be good quality uh, content. And it also has to lead to a space that's going to answer the shopper's question. So There's really no point in running a service campaign that leads to a really poor customer experience on your website. I'm just going to put that on the table first. Now, that being table stakes, what I would say is, you know, everyone uh, is pretty much familiar with um, search campaigns and those are important. So you definitely want to be invested there. However, I believe the best dollar you can spend when it comes to uh, a service campaign is remarketing, Um, you know. For all of those folks who, again, they either come to your website, browse the service section, and then leave, or they're performing a relevant uh, research online. You know whether it's uh, a third-party site or Kelly Blue Book, just as an example. You know we want to be able to start the conversation upstream and remarket with an ad to them. You know before they've necessarily even uh, performed a search, right? So search remarketing are critical. And what's really going to uh, blow things out of the water is, you know, making sure that you're reaching people where they're most engaged. So social is incredibly important. You can remarket on social as well. It doesn't just have to be a a display ad featuring your service department, um, you know, and uh, and in general, why it's so great. You can put someone who has looked for, you know, tires or an oil change you can serve them that remarketing ad on display or on a social channel. Um, you know, these, these technologies, these channels, these ads, and the audiences all work together. Um, and then when we've kind of gone um, you know beyond remarketing, we want to think about what we just call general display as well. Because you know, one of the trends that we notice in this past year is: yes, people are continuing to engage more deeply with social channels. But they're also kind of reawakening to the broader web in general so you know people are reading um you know blogs again to a certain degree they're engaging with more content you know we're all uh been locked down at home for a year for the most part and so what that means is people are you know using their devices looking at their screens exponentially more than they have in the past so uh there are more people spending more time online engaging in um you know research across all of these channels that if you don't take advantage of them you know who is not only you know let's say another ford dealership every independent and national chain that's out there is investing heavily in remarketing in particular and you know social and display uh as well so yeah. you want to make sure that they're not eating your not eating your lunch
0: So it's so interesting that you mentioned all of those national chains and and, uh, I wanted to ask you, is there a big performance gap between dealers who do invest in uh, service campaigns versus those that don't? Like what's kind of ROI are they getting off of that?
1: It's a remarkable difference. And that's another really important point, because what does this all matter if we can't boil it down to brass tacks and see the return on investment? So When we look at all of the channels combined, uh, you know, search, remarketing, uh, social, as well as display, when you're advertising across all of those channels, we see, on average, 64% higher return on investment from your advertising campaigns. That's, you know, that's pretty dramatic. So, we know that, you know, your fixed ops department is you know, where the bulk of not just revenue, but profit comes from in terms of, you know, everything that uh, comes into the dealership. So to be able to make your, uh, you know, your your ad spend perform 64% better by launching these uh, service campaigns. I mean, if that's not compelling, I don't know what is. And we will show you the results, you know, not only in terms of uh, calls and form submissions, but, uh, you know, you'll be able to see and feel the impact in, uh, in your service base.
0: Wow. Awesome. It's a lot of, uh, good information to digest there, Joe. Thank you. Uh, we'd also okay. like to thank yeah, we'd also like to thank Ford Direct for giving us the opportunity to speak about service advertising. We know that only 12% of revenue comes from a dealership service department, so there's a huge opportunity for service revenue and additional growth to become a key driver for your dealership's profitability. We encourage everyone to take what you've learned today and incorporate it into your advertising strategies. And we'd like to thank you for joining us on the drive today and we'll see you next time on Direct to You.